it is well with my soul. And, you know, after this message is over, I pray that that is really the true cry of your heart. Because I know this has been a difficult year and we're coming into the holiday season. I can remember at the beginning of the year saying, well, it's a good thing this happened now because if it was to happen during the holiday season, that would really be difficult on a lot of people. And here we are. It's been the whole year and we're into the holiday season uh, and we're still going through the quarantine and, and all of this stuff. And I know it's been very difficult on you. And so I felt compelled of the Lord to share this message with you. Some of you may have heard it before, but I believe it is an important message for many of you today. Uh, it's learning to live on the leftovers. It's learning to live after loss. And I want to read to you um, out of the book of Matthew, chapter 14. And I'm going to start in verse 13. And this is the story of when Jesus feeds the 5,000. Thank you, Jesus. It says, Now when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when he went ashore... He saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate, and the hour is already late. So send the crowds away, that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Ordering the people to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food, and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve full baskets, and there were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. Father, I pray that today, God, you would touch this message with your power, God. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless us this day, Lord Jesus, to receive your word, that we would receive it not just with our physical ears, but with our spiritual ears, and that it would change us, Lord God, that it would flip the script on 2020. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that through this message, God, we would find our hope, we would find our peace, we would find life after some of the things that we've lost during this year. I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, Thanksgiving is over, and I don't know about you, but I ate on Thursday like there was no tomorrow. Uh, Kathy made the full spread. It was just me and her, but she made the turkey and the dressing and the pumpkin pie. Oh, the pumpkin pie this year was like the best in the history of the world. And I ate like there was no tomorrow. And, and if you're like uh, most people and like us, now what you've got when you open the fridge are these little containers. And, and it could be something like this. It could be an old butter dish. And, and, uh, uh, but you open it up and there's these little containers and inside of them are the leftovers. Now, you take a person like me for the past couple of days, when I open the fridge and I see containers like this and the leftovers, they don't look so appealing to me. 
I don't, I don't see that as something that's appealing. It looks like leftovers and it's not very appealing, but this seen through the right eyes can become something amazing. You know, when you're a real cook, you can do something amazing with leftovers. Now it's amazing when you have a chef who can take fresh ingredients and, and new stuff and make an amazing meal. That's an amazing talent and gift. But you know, uh, where I come from, a real cook can do this. They can take whatever's left in the fridge and make something out of it. And you know, Kathy's like that. There are times when I can look in the fridge and see nothing of value in there, but she'll look in there and she'll see things differently. She doesn't see pieces on their own that don't have much value. She sees ingredients that can together be turned into something amazing. She views the leftovers differently than I do. Now, I know Thanksgiving has been difficult for you guys. I know it's been an unusual Thanksgiving. And some of you got together like you always do, but a lot of people weren't able to get together as a whole. And then you add to that a lot of the uncertainty and the loss. 2020 has been a year of loss. You know, there, people have lost jobs. They've lost possessions. Uh, people have, have lost their businesses and people have lost opportunities. This was going to be your year to do something. I heard you talk about it at the end of 2019. You were so excited about 2020, but the quarantine uh, stole your opportunity away from you. And people have lost relationships. They've not been able to keep in touch with one another and it's hindered relationships. And some people have even lost loved ones. Some have passed away during this year and it's been a devastating year for you. And probably the worst of all is the people who've lost hope. You feel like there's just no hope and coming into the holiday season, it's already a stressful time for many people and it can really accentuate the loss. And and even if you didn't lose anything in the year, the calendar year, this year has accentuated losses from the past for the people and the traditions that we once enjoyed and held onto uh, are missing. And it's caused the loss to feel more real. It's caused the missing things to feel more difficult and more real. It's almost like you're, you open the refrigerator of your life and all you see is a bunch of containers of leftovers that don't really look appealing to you. But I came here today to tell you that there is life in the leftovers and that if the pieces that you do have are put in the hands of the master, if you don't focus on what you don't have, but you focus on what you do have and you put it in the hands of the master cook, he can turn what's left over into something amazing. I can tell you that some of the best meals I've ever had were made by great cooks who took the ingredients of the leftovers and turned them into something that I never dreamed possible. Jesus can take whatever is left over in your life and he can turn it into something amazing. He has a recipe that applies to your life. Now, I know you may be wondering what this story has to do with uh, loss, uh, the feeding of the 5,000, but loss comes in many degrees. It can be, loss can be small and it can be big. It can be, it can be very, uh, a part of your life that doesn't affect it greatly, or it can be something that affects you deeply for the rest of your life. Loss is always painful, whether it's big or small, but some of it is really life-changing. Here's the point though. I don't really want to focus on the loss. I want to focus on the recipe because the recipe for living after loss is the same. 
It's the same whether it's big or small. And I want you to focus on that today. Yes, the only thing these people lost in the story was a couple of meals. They had followed Jesus into the wilderness where there was no food. Uh, some fascinating things about this story, to just take a side note, is that 5,000 men and their families followed Jesus into the wilderness. And when they went to find food, only one little boy brought food with him. Now there's something to think about right there. Another thing to think about is that Jesus will often lead you into places that are perilous, that from an earthly perspective, there's not going to be enough. But the reason he'll do that is because he's with you. Come on. Another thing to realize is that Christians suffer loss. Don't believe the preacher or the Christian that's telling you that if you become a Christian, if you place your faith in Christ, you're never going to experience a difficulty. Christians experience difficulties and loss. But Jesus has given a recipe, a prescription for how we handle it, how we deal with it. And that's what I want you to get today. I don't want you to focus on the loss they experienced. I want you to focus on Jesus, how Jesus handles the leftovers. Now, I know what some of you are thinking today, because at the end of the story, after the miracles happened, uh, the Bible says that they collected 12 baskets full of leftovers. And you think that's where I'm going, but I'm not going there. I want to talk to you about the five loaves and the two fish. You see, in Mark, the Bible says Jesus sent them out and, and told them, bring to me what you have. And they found five loaves and two fish that a little boy had. And, and if you'll just give me a little bit of latitude, I want you to think this through with me because I believe the five loaves and the two fish were leftovers. Because most moms don't get up in the morning and bake five loaves of bread and prepare two fish to put in their little boy's lunchbox. Probably what happened was that she had prepared this the night before for the whole family, and this is what was left over. And he grabbed some of it, or she gave it to him, so that when he left, he'd have something to eat for lunch. Even if that's not the case, the recipe is still the same. It is focusing on what you have and not what was lost. It's paying attention to what God has given you rather than what has been lost in your life. And I want you to think in those terms. I believe Jesus took some leftovers and he made something amazing happen out of these leftovers. Praise his wonderful name. You see, the key to living after loss is this. Are you ready? Don't focus on what's lost. Focus on what's left over. Let me say that again. The key to living after loss is don't focus on what's lost, focus on what's left over because there is life in the leftovers. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, what I really want you to see about this story is the difference in the way the disciples viewed their situation and in the way Jesus viewed the situation. The disciples saw the loss, that there was not enough, that the, the, the pieces, the five loaves and the two fish were just containers in a refrigerator that didn't add up to a whole lot. But Jesus saw it differently. You see, the master looks at things differently. He saw the situation from a different perspective. And I want you to know today, some of you are looking at your life and what you have in your life, and you think it's not a lot. Some of you are focused on what has been. You're focused on what you lost and you don't recognize what you have and you're looking at it the wrong way. You see, you need to get the perspective that Jesus has. You see, if you have the perspective Jesus has, it will change 
everything. Every one of us have known people who have gone through the same situation, person A and person B, and they've gone through the same situation, and yet the end came out differently, not because the situation was different, but because the perspective of person A, the way they responded was different than the perspective and the response of person B. Look at the way the disciples looked at this situation versus the way Jesus looked at this situation. And here I'm going to give you the recipe for living after loss. Are you ready? Number one, don't live in the past. Now I want you to be careful about how you hear this today. The disciples said, tell them to go back to the villages and get food. Now, the villages is where they came from. He's telling them the answer is to go back. If they would just go back, you see, what we have now is not enough. If they would go back, they could get what they needed. Uh, and I want you to hear me today. It depends on the loss that you have, how you remember yesterday. Some of you who lost a difficult job, you need to just let it go. It's not important. It didn't have a, uh, an importance in your life. Just, just let it go and move on. But if you've lost a person, now that's a different story. I'm not saying forget about them. I'm saying don't live in the past. We should remember fondly that the situations that were good and the people of our past, we should always carry them with us. Yes, there'll always be a missing place in our lives when someone that we love is gone from us, even if they didn't pass away, even if they've just moved on out of the, our lives. Uh, those are important parts of our lives. And I'm not saying to forget those. I'm not saying to just move on from that. It's important that we carry those memories and things with us. It's important. What I'm saying is don't live there. You can't live in yesterday. The only power you have is in today. And a lot of people are missing out on today because they're living in yesterday. We, we say things like, don't dwell in the past. And a lot of times we've interpreted that to mean to don't think about the past. And that's not really what dwell means. Dwell means live there. It means don't base your life and your decisions and your choices and your emotions and your hopes and dreams on yesterday as if you're still living in yesterday. And I want to tell you something. When you've lost someone in this life, uh, it's not over. It's just on hold. Somebody needs to hear that today. You've been mourning the loss of a Christian brother or sister in Christ. Maybe it was someone that's close to you or even in your family and you feel like it's over. But I'm here to tell you it's not over. It's just on hold. You see, God's prescription for healing that loneliness, that hurt, that emptiness in your life is uh, reunited when you're reunited with them. It's a reunion with them. And that day is coming. And so I'm not saying forget about the people and the good things and the lessons you've learned. I'm saying don't set your camp up in yesterday. Don't hang curtains in yesterday. Don't put out the welcome mat in yesterday. You don't live there. You don't live there. You don't live there. You see, you can't go back. The disciples wanted everyone to go back to get what they needed. But Jesus said this, no, you feed them with what we have right here and right now. Oh, that is, that's a word for somebody. That's a word for somebody. 
God is speaking to you and you're thinking if I could just go back and how good it would be if we could just go back. And Some of you are trying to even go back and recapture what once was and what God is saying, no, don't go back. What we have right here is going to feed everybody. It's going to be more than enough. Get that today. God wants you to do this. Number one, don't live in the past. Number two, don't devalue the leftovers. Don't look at what you have left over in your life and give it little value. You know, it's like when I open the fridge and I see that and I see that there's turkey in one and there's dressing in the other and it doesn't seem like much to me. And I know that even if they're fresh, when you open them up the next day, they've got a bit of a smell to them. And, and I don't, I'm, they're just not that appealing to me because they haven't been put together and presented and made by the master. Don't look at what you have in your life and devalue it. The disciples said this, all we have are five loaves and two fish. Some of you today, God has put some amazing things in your life. Yes, you've suffered loss, but there's a lot of amazing things left over. And what you're saying about those leftovers is all we have, all I have is five loaves and two fish. All I have you're so focused on what you've lost, you can't appreciate and give value to what's left over. And I want you to see that you need to value what's left over. Assess what's left in your life with fresh eyes. See your life through the eyes of Jesus. Amen. See your life through the eyes of Jesus. Ask yourself, what things do I have in my life left over? Some of you have lost uh, businesses and money, but you still have a roof over your head. Some of you lost your car, but you're still able to walk. Come on. Some of you have lost relationships, but you have your, your wife and your kids with you today. Some of you lost the ability to enjoy certain holiday traditions, but you still have your health and your family. Some of you lost your health, but you still got Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so many wonderful things left over. If you would learn to just flip it from the negative to the positive and see what's there, not what's missing. So many of you today, you could just change your life by not changing one thing on the outside, but learning to see what's there and not paying attention to what's not there. Focus on what you do have. You know, Jesus said, bring me what you got. He didn't say, I'm going to need five loaves and two fishes. You see, it wouldn't have mattered if it was three loaves and one fish. It wouldn't have mattered if it was half a loaf. It wouldn't have mattered if it was half a fish. What you have is not the point. It's whose hands that it's in. You've got to assess what you have and give it value. You see, $5 in your hands may not be a lot, but $5 committed to the Lord and put in His hands can change the world. Thank you, Jesus. Don't devalue what's left over. What's lost may seem huge, but what's left over can be amazing. It may seem small to you, but you have to learn to value what you have in your life. Value what you have in your life. Number three, here's the final ingredient. Put what you have in the hands of the master. Jesus didn't say collect it and go distribute it. No, he said, bring it to me. So many times we get our check, we get our blessings, we get our relationships, we get opportunities, all the stuff that comes our way, and we just begin to cut it up and distribute it instead of first bringing it to Jesus. 
that if we commit to the Lord the things that we do and, and, and we commit the things that we have to Him, He can do some amazing things with it. You have to trust that God can do more with what you have than you can do on your own. You have to bring it to Him. They brought the five loaves and the two fish to Jesus and He did this. Number one, He looked up to heaven and He blessed it. I want you to know this. Bread that's blessed can do amazing things. Yes, hallelujah. Fish that are blessed can do amazing things. The, the bank account that you have, it may not seem like much to you, but if it's blessed by God, God can do amazing things through it. The opportunities that you have may seem small, but when blessed by God, God can do amazing things. The relationships that you have may seem not, like they're not what they used to be, but even though it seems small to you in the hands of the master, when he blesses it, it becomes more than it really is. Let me say this to you again, because you need to get this. When you take the leftover pieces of your life, when you take what you do have and you offer it to God, he will bless it and he will make it more than it ever could have been on its own. Boy, somebody ought to shout hallelujah to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, he blessed it. And then the Bible says he broke it. It multiplied and blessed even more. Let me tell you something. When you bring your life to Jesus and he begins to do amazing things in you, he will begin to uh, distribute your life to other people. He will begin to break and bless other people. I, I find it interesting. This little boy bought enough lunch for himself and it was taken away from him. But not only did he get fed, but he fed a whole bunch of other people too. And then there were baskets of leftovers. You gotta imagine he, that boy went home with at least one basket full of leftovers. He, he at least got one of them. And can you imagine the story he tells to his mom? After he takes five loaves and two fish and he comes and he brings home a basket full of leftovers. How do you explain that to mom and dad, huh? Amazing, amazing that Jesus took his life, what he had, he multiplied it and blessed other people with it. And this is the breaking. This is when God takes your life and he, he, he displays it in front of people so that they can see. Now, some of you, you don't want the challenges of your life displayed in front of others, but I'm going to tell you something. God wants you to be open. He wants people to see. There's a reason for that because when when, when you go through a challenge or a difficulty, how you respond to it is teaching other people how to respond to it. Let me tell you, let me tell you something that you need to carry with you at all times. You are never going through something alone. Someone is watching you and they are learning from you the way to respond to that situation. You are teaching them to either have the disciples perspective, which is this is not enough, they're out here, we're in a difficulty, just send them back to the past. Or you're teaching them to, to see it the way Jesus does and say, you know what, let's just look at what we do have. Let's put it in the hands of the master and watch him do amazing things with it. You're teaching people. So when they see you go through something, they're watching to see what happens. And this is the breaking. This is a part of how God uses your life to feed other people. You know, I've seen, I've seen loss 
uh, in recent times, in 2015, uh, we lost my brother. He was, he was my only living sibling, and uh, we lost him, and it was difficult. It was challenging for us, and I know it was especially challenging on my mom and dad, and it could have been very easy for them to fall into a despair and to give up. They could have looked at the situation and spent all of their time wishing that they were living in yesterday. They could have spent their life wishing that this wouldn't have happened and questioning themselves and questioning God and questioning everything. They could have gone into a downward spiral. In doing so, in focusing on the loss, they would have devalued what's left over. Me and his kids and, and family and opportunity and God Almighty and uh, the purpose of their lives and good things still in this life. And they could have very easily focused on what was lost instead of what's left over. Instead, they focused on what's left over. And yes, we still remember and we still talk about it and we still cry our tears over the loss that we've experienced uh, when my brother passed away. We still talk about that and there's still a missing part in our lives. And, I, and we know that, that it's not over. It's just on hold. It's just on hold and that God is going to fill that hole with reunion someday. We know that and we, we trust in that. But in the meantime, we're, we're, we're not focusing on what's lost. We're focusing on what's left over. And we're living after loss. And we're being productive. And they're, they're being an example. And you know what? You can look at their life and you can see how they responded the way Jesus responds and not the way the disciples did. And as we go into this holiday season, this would be an easy time for you to focus on what's lost. You could focus on your lost job and just fall into despair. You could focus on your, your lost family member and fall into despair. You could focus on the lost family traditions and just fall into despair. And what happens is that you would devalue everything you still have left over. It would just sit in there in the fridge doing nothing while you fall into the pit of despair focused on what's lost and not living on what's left over. And I came to tell you there's life in the leftovers. You still got some amazing things in your life. You see, my parents are an example of how to live on the leftovers, how to enjoy what you still have, knowing that everything is in God's hands anyway. Praise His name. And I want you to get that today. You don't have to have the worst holiday season of your life in 2020. This doesn't have to be a terrible holiday season for you. Yes, you've suffered loss, but you have a lot of good things left over. And if you would just focus on what's left over, you'd find that God can do some amazing things with the leftovers. And I'm going to leave you with this one thought. You know, if, if you're like most people, now my wife keeps up pretty clean refrigerator. The leftovers don't stay in the containers very long, but I know some folk and I'm talking to you today that you got green beans left over from last year's Thanksgiving somewhere in the back of your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And when it comes time to clean the fridge out, you're going to open that up and it's going to stink up the entire kitchen because you know what happens to leftovers when they don't get used, they spoil. You miss out on something. And I want you to hear me today. Some of you today, God has placed some amazing things, situations, opportunities, people in your lives. And if you don't value those things, if you don't offer them to God, if you don't engage with the things that you do have, if you spend all of your time focused on what you don't have, you're going to spoil 
those opportunities, those relationships will never become what they could. Those opportunities will never be experienced. Those, those uh, uh, things that you can do in ministry and in your career, you're going to miss out on because you're too busy focused on what you don't have rather than what you do have. So I want you to do this. I know loss is painful. I'm not trying to get you to simply forget about some of the amazing things that you've lost. I remember the traditions. I remember the family. I remember the money. I remember the jobs. I remember the things. I remember some of the stuff was small. The losses were small and they're not important, but some of them were huge and I'm not forgetting them and they carry, they're carried in my heart. But you know what? I'm not living there. And I want you to do this. I want you to pack up your bags and don't live in yesterday. There's no power in yesterday. Enjoy the memories. Remember fondly, but don't live in yesterday. Live in today. Second, I want you to do this. I want you to assess what you do have. We used to sing the song, Count Your Blessings, named them one by one. I want you to do that. I want you to stop, take a piece of paper today, and just write down all the things you're thankful for. You know what? You're going to find out that what you do have is way more than what you've lost. Yes. And if you have nothing else and only Jesus, that is way too much. That is more than you and I could ever deserve to have Jesus. Value and know what you have. And, and if what you have after you've counted it up, it doesn't seem like a whole lot. If the bank account and the memories and the, the relationships, if it doesn't seem like much, if, if, it, if you don't feel like you've got a lot of people in your life, I want you to, to, to don't devalue them. See them through the eyes of Jesus. Look at them the way the master cook looks at these and know, you know what? There is life in the leftovers. I just got to put it in the hands of the master. And that's what I want you to do next. Take what you do have and offer it up to Jesus. Say, Lord, my relationships, I offer them up to you. And, and I want you to bless them. And I want you to multiply them. I want you to make more of them than they are. Uh, my opportunities, I want you to bless it and break it and make more of it than it is today. My money, God, whatever little money I have, I want to offer it up to you. I want you to bless it and break it and make more of it than it really is. Lord, every aspect of my life, the things that you've given me, I want to say thank you for them, Lord. I want to acknowledge their value and I want to offer them up to you so that you can bless it and break it and multiply it. And, and I, I know that you'll not only feed me, but you'll bless a whole lot of other people who watch me, who are following in my footsteps. I thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I remember what was lost, but I'm living on what's left over.